Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, a very special uh, Blood Red podcast from The Echo this week. I'm Andy Kelly. Uh, and uh, yesterday, you'll have seen The Echo uh, and other media report on a significant vote from Liverpool fans about uh, real seeding. Uh, it was a vote conducted uh, by the Spirit of Shankly Supporters Union. And today, um, I'm joined by Jay McKenna, spokesman for uh, Spirit Shanky. UK, Jay? Yeah, good. Uh, also joined in the room um, by Damien Cavana. Uh, Damien's a survivor of Hillsborough. Yeah. And joined uh, by Steve Kelly, who um, Echo readers will, be, will know well from um, lots of pieces as, as, a, as a Hillsborough campaigner over the years. Uh, Steve lost his brother Michael uh, at Hillsborough. Uh, and has, uh, has been a strong campaigner ever since. And uh, I'm also joined in the room by Dan Kay, uh, one of the Echo staff here. Dan's a, an Anfield season ticket holder and has followed the campaign and the fight for justice at Hillsborough very closely indeed. Thank you very much for coming in, giving us your time, uh, everybody. Uh, Jay, if I can start with you. Um, the vote this week taken by Spirit Shankly. Um, just uh, recount, if you can, for us, the facts that, that, that were, were, were brought out by that and what was the question asked of Liverpool supporters in that vote? OK. Um, the, there were a series of questions in the, in the online vote. There were sort of two votes, so to speak. Um, we uh, had a vote amongst our members, paid-up members, to set a union position, but as I've just been talking to Damien before we started recording this, we wanted to make sure as many supporters got to have a say as well um, and also to make sure that Know, check whether Spirit of Shankly members' views were in line with Liverpool supporters. Um, they exactly were. Um, both votes actually came out at 88%. Um, I think it was just 0.3 difference uh, in, in each. So 17,910 people voted, in, uh, and you know, that was well shared. The, the Echo shared that. Jamie Carragher did. Both the Hillsborough Family Support Group and Hillsborough Justice Campaign did. A number of fan sites, individual fans were sharing that. Um, of those 17,910 people, 88% voted in favour of the introduction of rail seating. 5% voted against. 5% said they wanted to know more about it, and I'll touch on that in a second, and 2% were undecided. Now, the main question, and there were several questions in, in, the, in the open survey which people who filled it in might, might, you know, will, will have answered, but the main question was the first one, and it simply said, on the introduction of... Uh, of rail seating areas in football stadiums, are you, and then your answer was, in favour of them being introduced, against them being introduced, I don't know enough about them or want to know more about them, or I'm undecided. And the, that main question was phrased in such a way so that people could answer where they felt. But also, this wasn't about introducing them on Anfield. This was about rail seating being introduced in football stadiums because for so long people had talked about their introduction at Celtic, whether they should be introduced in the Premier League, in the Championship, the Premier League clubs, we knew we were going to start talking to, to um, the Premier League and the FA about it. So we felt we needed to get that input from people. So that was the main question. And there were several others then around whether you do sit or stand currently, uh, whether you'd use one of these rail seating areas, and I can touch on that, um, I'm sure, later in the pod. You know, people go in the match. So just as, just as an example, um, we surveyed people's match going habits just to see where people were you know is it people who are going the game regularly who think the same um so if people who answered um a question that said they either went to 11 or 14 11 to 14 games a season at home 15 or more or all of the games so you 
know, I think most of us would probably class that as regular. You know, you either shared in a season ticket with someone or you miss a few games because of work or whatever. They answered 88% in favour. So basically that that strong majority in this vote backing real seating within football grounds and Anfield, yeah, as you say, was yeah. not mentioned. This was football grounds yeah. the whole day. Was sort of spread across the vote. It was consistent, it yeah. It was consistent throughout. Absolutely. Um, now, the vote followed uh, several months of consultation, uh, and which culminated in a, in a public meeting uh, at the Liner Hotel in Liverpool yeah. uh, a week or so, a week or so, yeah. week or so ago. Damien, you, you spoke at that meeting uh, and were quoted in across the national press in terms of what you, you said at the meeting. And you were very clear that you felt Liverpool fans needed to be right right in this debate, if you very like. Much, yeah. uh, just just tell us what you told the meeting and why you, yeah, you was, feel it. I was at the close meeting and as well on the preceding Tuesday, I think, as well. The first thing I'd like to say is I'd like to congratulate the Spurs of Shankly for the way that they conducted themselves over this. You know, the, the phrase, you know, uniquely complex has been used in this situation, and it certainly is. So I think they were as inclusive as they could be, as respectful as they could be, and they took the time, and the timing of it was right. Not least because the debate's happening around us. So I'm not um, here to tell anyone what to think, far from it. I can only speak for myself. But, for example, Shrewsbury are talking about introducing it. That's the latest one that's been linked to Celtic, a very high-profile um, about the introduction of it, that they consider it a great success. Dortmund, you know, so this is quite clearly in, in, you know, in the public domain. And so it would be remiss of us not to get involved, given our circumstances. And I think that my contribution is twofold. You know, I'm all ears, right? So I'm a copite. I survived the crush in Central Pens. So I can't imagine that we should not be in this debate at all. But also, I think, out of uh, due respect, to, in particular to those who were against the introduction of rail seating, and I'm not against, and I'm not for yet, but I think, given the sensitive nature of where we are with this, I think people need to be not brought alongside or convinced or whatever, but looked after sensitively. So another aspect of the way I was thinking along the same lines was the fact that, you know, from a survivor's perspective, we never really ever had a voice as exclusively as a group throughout the campaign. We've been part of things and supported things and been included in things and been, you know, looked after respectfully. But how can you have a debate on the reintroduction of standing in this country and not involve the people who were involved in the crush when they're available to ask questions? Now, I'm not a health and safety expert by any means, but I'm a match-going expert. And I can also describe the horror of escaping what, unfortunately, you know, other people didn't. So I think if um, you're going to be going with your head and with your heart, and I think in particular we have to be in our community mindful of the heart aspect of it too. And then if you look at it on a national level, you know, um, the Prime Minister at the time gives us a, an apology for the double injustice. He also mentioned in, in that speech, and I remember it very well because it was in the cathedral when it, when it was bouncing around the walls, a day I thought I'd never see. He said uh, he admitted that most of the country hadn't realised, hadn't appreciated the devastating impact to the level that it had been on Merseyside. So I think, you know, it would be insulting not to include us on one side, but also daft not to as well, because, you know, I think, you know, as a collective, we, we, the Premier League should 
absolutely ask its members in equal measure, 20 teams, 20 members. If that's the way they want to do it, I'm into all that. Yeah, of course it is. But, you know, we're clearly a special case. I think they should be considered as such. And so for that reason, you know, I, I um, didn't try and introduce a question. I just wanted to contribute. And again, I can only speak for myself. I mean, the, the, the closed meeting on the Tuesday was very encouraging. And the fact there was a number of survivors who spoke. More survivors spoke than I thought would. And there's definitely a case of the survivors have always deferred to the families historically because they are the most important, they believe they're the most important here. But it is also important to hear the survivors. And the experience, the match going experience we've got of the old Terrison, of the seat, and you know, who, who better placed? You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I feel like the Spirit of Shankly have done the job by including us. I think they've, they've done that. And I, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine a debate without us being full frontal, central. I think we've got an important uh, part to do nationally, but we've got a particularly important part to allay fears if that's what we need to be doing going forward locally. Steve, the, Damien mentioned the, the close meeting there, which for anyone who's unaware, there was a there was a meeting before the public meeting which involved the families and involved, uh, as Damien mentioned, survivors. Um, we have a situation where, uh, as far as I'm aware, the official... Hillsborough Family Support Group position hasn't changed from from being against a, a return to, to real seating, but I think we have seen um, various individual families perhaps make it clear that um, that it's something that 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 perhaps there's flexibility on, and that that, that they do want to know more, and, and in some cases are fully supportive. It, it, from what you know of, of of the families, you know, it, is is there a sort of is there now a very varied picture in terms of how the families feel about about real seating? Uh, well, could I, sorry, could I just also, also start by thanking Jay and the Spirit of Shankly for the very, very sensitive way that they held the, the, the inquiry, should we call it, for, for argument's sake. Um, and, you know, the, the families and the bereaved were really thought about in this, and it's, 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 it's nice to see that, you know, for that, that happening. And I'm sure that will... We'll, you will carry that forward in the future. But um, I've spoken to many families over um, the, the last months about this, uh, and there is a massive split, obviously. Um, I mean, I'm speaking today independently. I don't, you know, I'm not involved in any group, uh, any other individuals. What I say today is my opinion and my opinion alone. <clears throat> and I think that's important because all our opinions are important. Um, so as I say, the, the family members I've spoken to, um, some are for, some are against. Um, I, I didn't attend obviously the closed meeting, but I went to the, to, to the meeting at the Lion Hotel and was very impressed with the um, the, the, the way it was, it was put forward to, to, the, to the audience. Um, the only concerns I had, and I've spoken to a few family members about this, there was two particular men or lads at the time. There was, a, there was an older gentleman uh, and he was, he was actually talking about Roger Hunt and mm. the old days oh, yeah. and all that business and how he, he likes his seat to sit down and look out um, at the, the, the green grass, I think his words were. And I was concerned for him because, you know, he, he's sitting down now and I think he actually spoke about Hillsborough whereas he was in the pens and he, he doesn't want to see it coming back and that's got to be respected. But also, there was a young lad, he was sitting on the left-hand side of the room and um, he spoke about he wants to stand 
And I was really, really impressed with this young lad because he said he likes to, he wants the you know the, the experience of standing. He, he looked forward to it and he hoped it would come in. And but he respected the fact the main thing that we should look at is the safety. And to think of young people saying that was great. It just shows you the Hillsborough message has got through to people. And we look at footballers, uh, or come to watch football, as, as, as very cultural. And these young lads have, have never experienced that standing up and cheering for the team, whatever it be. Uh, and they want to experience that. Because I'm sure they looked at all the old footage of you know European nights at uh, Anfield, Goodison or whatever, and want that experience themselves. Um, so we must respect that. And um, as I say, what really came through clearly that, that day was that young lads uh, respect for safety. And uh, I don't think anyone would want to bring this in, whether it be at Liverpool, Everton, or any ground in the country, unless safety was paramount. And Hillsborough was, you know, obviously spoken about beforehand. And uh, any fears allayed that would, you know, bring back that type of terrorism that was in 1989. And please God, we never see that again. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the, the meeting really brought that. Dan, yeah, absolutely. Dan, as a, a match-going supporter, um, the, the, the push really for real seating, for anyone who doesn't know what real seating is, it's exactly what it says. It's, it's a real and a seat, yeah. isn't it, essentially? And the, the seat can be locked away uh, for games, uh, where you want supporters to stand and it can be uh, brought down again for games where UEFA wants fans to, to, to sit. The, the, the push from people like the Football Sports Federation nationally, Dan, has always been that, um, that football, as Steve mentioned, you know, can be enjoyed, that, that cultural experience of standing um, is something that I think you're just about old, certainly old enough to remember, but certainly we see regularly in all our grounds. We see it at Anfield. We see it at Steve. will see it at Goodison uh, when he's supporting the Blues, and 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 the, the the issue really is whether any real seating is is in some ways potentially safer than the, the situation at the moment, where where fans on certain games will all stand yeah. with a with a seat sort of halfway up their leg in front of them. Um, but then you have the alternative viewpoint, in which is we've got to, you know, we've got to, and this was uh, articulated by by some members, family members, which was what it's just a step backwards, and why risk it, you know, the, the, for what is essentially something that adds to atmosphere, but as we've just been talking about, safety ha has to be paramount. And I think that's one of the most understandable arguments for people who are naturally averse to the to the topic of rail standing but, you know it doesn't matter how well reasoned well arguments your points are if you're trying to make a case to someone who's only experience of a football terrace is sending a loved one off to a match and they're not coming home then that's a very very difficult argument to win although as jay's points out there's no there's, you know there are no winners in, in in this i think one of one of the key points you made there was it was about rail seating and and one of the phrases that I've noticed that has been used in a lot of the Spirit Shankly communications is rail seating areas. We're not talking about a whole end or a whole ground being standing again. We're talking about small segments, probably no more than a couple of thousand in each part. And the other key aspect of that, and, and this kind of ties into the, to the point you made, which I know a lot, which plenty of people who are sceptical about the idea do raise, and that isn't this a step backward? 
rail seating as it is now is is completely different to the caged in pens of nineteen eighty nine in every conceivable way. Literally, the only similarity is someone is sitting up and standing. In in many ways, it's 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 quite similar to what we've got now in football stands up and down the country. You still have pretty much the that the, the same amount of square space around you. In actual fact, you would have more room because you're not going to have the plastic backs of seats and the front of seats getting in the way. And anyone who's enjoyed a, a goal celebration in a seat stadium of any great uh, in, in, of any great excitement will tell you that afterwards you end up getting all kinds of bruises up and down your legs because um, it they can actually cause difficulties. I was I didn't actually go to Athens in 2007, but a lot of people expressed severe concerns about the about the stadium and the safety of it um, there and then. Um, and obviously this was long after all seated stadiums were, were, were brought in. Um, it, it, it is obviously a hugely complex uh, argument. And, and I think it, it's very important, like, like Steve said, the, 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 a lot of people who spoke at the, the open meeting at the Liner Hotel made the point that safety has to be absolutely paramount. And I think the, the two overriding themes that, that came out from, that, from the, the meeting that I attended on, at the Liner was that safety is key, but so is choice. And we're, we're now in a situation where, like I say, it, it bears no resemblance to, to 89 whatsoever. Um, and you, you, we are now in a situation where people can, can, people can attend all manner of public events, whether it's sporting events, music events. A lot of the time they can drink as well. And they can stand safely and do, that, do so because the proper procedures to look after them are now in place and are now commonplace throughout the land. And for football still to be the exception of that, the, the exception to that, doesn't quite add up in the eyes of many people. And that's why this debate has kind of gathered momentum over the years. I mean, I, I, Jay might know better than I, than I. How long is it since safe standing, since rail seating actually came in in Germany? It must be a good, a good few it's years. A, yeah, it's a, a Maybe. long time, I think. Yeah. I'd, I'd say probably at least five years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, um, which does beg the question at that point, you see Taylor in his report said all seated because he had the old style terrace and already had the seats. Mm. Now, rail seating had been on the table at the time, you'll never know. Yeah. He might have chosen that and that might have allayed everyone's fears. Yeah. Okay, but that window wasn't available. No. Mm. So what the key here is, for me, is those who are in favour of the rail seating are not being disrespectful towards the families or certainly not deliberate or not trying to. What they're saying is that we believe that this is a goal concern and it can be done. But equally by the same virtue, those who are against stand up for entirely, you know, reasonable um, you know, decisions reasonable decision that they're making, they're not being antagonistic either. It can sound like that. And if you get into it and if you if you want to make it an argument, it can get out for serial. And, and it's not about that. Particularly for us, because of the unique position that we're in. You know, you know would I send my son into the terrace that I used to go into? Point blank, no. Would I send them to Celtic into the rail seats? Would I send them to Dortmund into the rail? That's a different question. But extending on that, maybe for a one-off, you know, Dan made a good point there about the instructions of rail seating areas. But a concern might be for those who are against it would be, oh, well, if it works all right for 3,000, it's going great. You might say, I'll oh, make it into 10. Yeah. Make it the whole end. Make it the whole ground. Now, if that's increasing risk factors, then quite likely people should be saying, hang on, before we go any further, Let's have a real detailed study. Now, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that, for example, Shrewsbury want to introduce something that would pass any certificate test. I'm absolutely certain that Celtic, you know, you couldn't pick a better example, you know, of 
more like City, more <laughs> like fans than than Glasgow and Celtic. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So there they are, and that, so I'm no doubt in my mind. And then you look at Dortmund and you know the great relationship that we you know, the great affinity we've got for each other there. But in, indeed, in between the two, the Celtic and the, and the Dortmund models, if I'm not mistaken, and like I say, I'm not an expert. I'm only talking about from my own perspective. Celtic is one for one. Dortmund is one for one point eight. So, so what the Dortmund people are saying, you can, they consider it safe to get almost twice as many people into the same area. So in terms of comparing real seats indeed, to actual yeah. Yeah, normal you know, seats, yeah. you know, so there's a whole range, of, you know, of what, what I feel that we need to do in this community, given our circumstances, is really to be, you know, and I, I use the expression, we've got to be the ultimate Downton Thomases. Yeah. And I really do feel that way, because what I don't want to happen for, for us is that, you know, I, I'm mindful of the fact that a lot of, fans around the country will be in favour of it and they're entitled to that. And I, I, I went back to saying to the start of this, I'm not in the business of telling anyone what to think or what to do, but I am damned if anyone else is going to tell us what's going to be imposed given our circumstances. I will fight tooth and nail against that. So we need to be in the discussion and we need to be as constructive as we can. So, you know, Downton Thomas, yeah, I want to see the holes in his hands. I want to put me, you know, I want to put my hand in the hole on his side. I want to see what it, what it looks like. I had, you know, for, from an, um, without doing any research about it and just talking from the heart and looking what's in front of me, it looks absolutely great. But is the risk factor just slightly more there? Yeah. Well, I want to see. And, I, and I, something that leapt to my mind, I had to crawl over people's heads to escape pen four and escape through a gate. So, obviously, any scenario going forward, I wouldn't imagine to be as horrific or as you know, dangerous as that. But if in the event of a fire, a building collapse, a terrorist alert, whatever it is, it could be anything, because disasters are, are not something you plan for. The rails in front of the seats, for example, a question I've got, and I want to see this with my own eyes, would that impede or delay your escape onto the pitch? Now, I'm sure Celtic have done all they've needed to do. I'm sure Dortmund have done that. But I think we, as a community, need to be shown, you know, because I, you know, I, you know, I was talking to, you know, a friend of mine was unlawfully killed in the same pen I escaped from. His son is in favour of the rail seat. Yeah. Paul's mum is against the introduction of standing. That is an extremely complicated position. Yeah. An extremely complicated, you know, circle to square, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for that reason, I think there's no rush here. There's nothing imminent about legislative changes. So I think we need to go to, through chapter and verse. We need to visit Celtic. We need to talk to Strasbourg. We need to talk to... Dortmund, we need to see them, the computer models, and just because something passes a safety certificate, what if the safety certificate's not worth a light? What if that's not as good as it should be? You know, you've seen other disasters in recent memory, you know, these things have passed safety certificates. Well, I want to I double look that, I want to overly look that. And that's again going back to it from, from where we are, I think, you know, as, you know, as survivors, and I, I certainly don't speak for anybody other than myself, and there are certainly different views than mine on the subject to people who are absolutely for it against it, people who would rather defer to the families, you know, there's all, you know, and people are entitled to all these perfectly valid arguments, but I think we've got a contribution to make, and I think, really, you know, Spurs has done fantastic here to start the debate off respectfully and inclusively, and I think it's a duty now, and as a member, I know, basically like a, you know, cat, no, um, not, a, not the most active member of the Spurs and because I've been involved in other things, and I've got more time now to, to, to devote to the union, I, I feel, that I think there's duty now on the union to say, right, okay, we're in favour, we're now going to tell you the full implications of this. And if you can show that it's as safe as all seated, then we're in. And if you can show that it isn't, 
haven't got a problem. Yeah. Jay, just to pick up on a couple of things that Dan mentioned yeah. there, and Damien there, Dan used the word choice, and uh, I saw that was a word that you were talking yeah. a lot about yesterday when you were, you, you were talking about, about the, the vote. Um, we, we are talking about having a choice of, of sitting if you wish to, yeah. potentially, and going into a real seating section if you do. And also, in terms of being the ultimate doubt, and Thomas, that Damien mentioned, the first part of that in terms of looking at what Celtic have done in terms of a British club who have a section operating relatively successfully um, at the moment, am I right in thinking that, that there was a delegation went up to, to see how it was working up there and, and what was it you found up there? We, we haven't been up to Celtic, but others have, but it is something that's going to come on. Just, just coming on the safety and, and choice, but they were... In all of the debate on this and, and discussion that's taking place elsewhere, lots of the focus seems to be on atmosphere and pricing. In our discussions, which I think was the two big themes were safety and choice. Safety for of the model, so Damien's point about evacuation, that came up in the public meeting. Uh, Sue Roberts also said it, uh, we read her comments out publicly. If there was an incident, how do you evacuate? Or, Damien, another person who was at the closed meeting who talked about a similar thing, he has a, a situation where he likes to know what his escape route is, given his experiences in, in the pens. Yeah, I do that all the time. Now, yeah, it's inherent. What, the, the question was asked, does the barrier impede on that? Now, the Sports Ground Safety Authority and Celtic say no, because they plan their evacuation times along, you know, going along rows. But we know, supporters do it even just to get out the ground, they're a bit faster, you know, mm. we've all been in the ground, so you try and step over the seats in front so of the So that's my like point that. about, a good point that you're making is about that, it's okay, it passes the safety certificate. What do we do to go beyond it? Based yeah, on how we know supporter behaviour yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's a very important question and I can, equally, and I, and I know the young lad that, that, that Steve's on about, who, who's talking about doing it, that, you know, one of the things Dave said about safety is, I don't think there's a risk of life, you know, or a threat to life, um, from standing in seated areas, but people do it, and it's, you know, there's a minor level of unsafeness to that. Um, the you know, the risk of falling, ev anyone will tell you, apart from Steve, will say, you know, Dan Lovren's goal last minute, and in, in, in he uh, doesn't know Steve's a blue, so I'm mad about that. <laughs> but we um, love him anyway. But, but we love him, yeah, he's all right, he's yeah, really. right. Uh, but, you know, Dan Lovren scores, and I, and I was in the cop that day, I was on, I was on the, my, my seat in the cop. For the, the European Games that year was on the end of the row, about sixty rows back, and th there were people just they fell down the stairs because they they fall <laughs> over the person in front, and it's you know you need something in place to just control that kind of thing. And they were saying that would make it more safe. I think it probably makes it more comfortable. You're going to watch a non-league game. You see lots of people just stood there leaning against the barrier kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, people used to do it in, in terrace, and they, you know, people had a yeah. preferred spectrum yeah. against the barrier. The other bit of it was choice, and it, it was huge of, just as Taylor said in his report, that people would get used to sitting down, and they haven't. Mm. Nearly 30 years on, they haven't. <clears throat> and, I, and I don't know why that is, and I think it's to support behaviour, but they haven't. And I think what we've got to say to people is, if you haven't got used to doing that, what do we do? Now, Celt this is where Celtic are really interesting. Celtic actually introduced their rail seating area, not because people wanted to stand up a football match, it was just because people were actually standing up for football matches. So their safety advisory group, and, and these are all around the country, governing football stadia, um, led by the local authorities, they said, you have something that's taking place that's unsafe. Not overly unsafe, but it's unsafe. 
what are you going to do, man? And Celtic said, and John Paul Taylor, the sport liaison officer who come down and spoke about this, said, they face the choice. If you try and make everybody sit down, and that's nigh on impossible because it's not illegal to stand, it's persistent standing that's illegal, and you're allowed to stand. I think the back of Liverpool's tickets, or when they used to get tickets, said, standing in periods of excitement. Well, you, Damien's period of excitement might be when Liverpool scored a goal. My period of excitement might be when Liverpool have got the ball. Two different things there. So, by the time you've got one person to sit down, the team's on the attack again, everyone's stood up, it's a nightmare. Stewart's on the cop, I'll tell you that. So they said, let's put something in place to control that. And it was actually a control measure from Celtic. And I think what that's allowed them to do then, and they, they talked about this, was it gives choice. People who want to stand have a <coughs> defined section. And people who want to sit can have an expectation that someone isn't going to stand for the duration of the match. It does pose another question, and I think this is where you go beyond, as Damien said, you know, the standard questions is, what do you do, like if, if it was to ever be at Anfield, what do you do when we play Man United? So, in the cop every week, a block of people stand. No matter who we're playing. When we play Man United, the whole cop will stand. Just naturally does. What do you do in those circumstances? How do you manage it? And I think what it brings into then is something that come up from lots of people with concerns on both sides of it, both for or against, was that how you manage these things. Now, the problem at Hillsborough seems to me, be to me, and we've seen in this with the investigation, so I won't say too much, was both the management or mismanagement and the unsafe thing, you know, the gradient, the tunnel, the back crush barriers and stuff like that, all of the things that were mentioned, the pens. Radial fencing. Radial fencing to stop people spreading out. If you have a safer environment and it's mismanaged, that provides too much risk, as Damien says. So one of the big things in this, and it's, it's, it's some, coming back to some of the points that were raised by Stephen and Damien, we have absolutely committed in our statement that any question or any concern raised by anybody who is against this should be listened to and should be answered. Because it's only right that they are answered. Because these are people who have experienced a trauma or a heartache that none of us could ever imagine. But also, importantly, it sometimes just takes that person to ask that question that someone hasn't thought about to be sure we've dotted every I and crossed every T. And I think Damien's point about you know, don't doing tests that are beyond the safety certificate are entirely right and practical. Because as we've seen in the case of Hillsborough, mm. it doesn't matter what kind of safety certificate you say you've got, it's mm. what you've actually got in place. Could you say, um, as an Evertonian, I wasn't at Hillsborough. Obviously, you know, we lost our mic there. But, and I like going to game, but I don't go very often. And, and, and I'll tell you why, because of the seat. I don't like it myself. I mean, I've been to lots of matches where, you know, people are standing up and getting in the way, and you've seen fellas all arguing and a little bit of kickoffs going on. And you know that that's going to happen. Um, um, I've watched on sort of match of the day. I've actually been at the Etihad when uh, the City fans have been doing this. Is it the Poznan? The Poznan, yes. Yeah. And that's frightening. <coughs> oh, oh, Liverpool this season, um, just before the Hillsborough anniversary, invited some of the families or all the families if they wanted to go to match. It was against Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth two uh, one. Wasn't it? Two two. Was it two two? Smile on your face. It's a good job. This is a podcast, you know. He's working his way up to Andy Gray here or Bayern Munich. But um, I'm going back as far as Derek Temple, mate. Yeah, yeah. But um, we went to 
we were invited to the game and I, I went along with another family member. And okay, we, we met at the, you know, we had a, we actually had a pint and a, before we went out and all that. And uh, went and got our seats in the, uh, I still call it the Cameron Road, the main stand. Yeah, so do I. <clears throat> and gets in, we had a, a, a nice position. Um, there was a lot of, um, how can I say it, out of towners around us. Was, you know, it was all bottom, bottomers, if you like. And uh, one of them was a little bit worse for the way. You know, that's, he, was, he wasn't caught any trouble, but he'd obviously had a few drinks, which made him want to go to the loo all the time. And he kept coming up and up, up, down to go to the toilet. And of course, he was, he was a very big bloke. And one, on one particular occasion, he come past and fell against me. And I tried to lift, save him from falling. But he actually fell against the, the, the lad I'd gone the game with. It was also a big lad. And he sort of then pushed him over the seat behind him. In effect, if it had been, you know, he could have severely damaged his back. Because yeah. his, his feet and his shoes were trapped <coughs> under the seat in front of him. And this big guy was, was right on top of him. And it was scary. You know, like a gang of us had to sort of get him up and, you know, perform some sort of rescue, if you like. And I spent the rest of the game then sort of shaking yeah. and I didn't like it and that's why I don't go to the game because as, as often as I'd like because you know I've seen all these things going on and they worry me and again go, referring to like, say like Celtic um, I used to go to Celtic quite a lot and uh, one particular one I can re remember was Henrik Larsson's last Old Firm game it was nil nil and there was thousands uh, it was full house obviously no one would sit down the, the, the stewards were having a terrible time get, trying to get lads to sit down the police were having a terrible time trying to get lads to sit down and the next thing 92nd minute Chris Sutton scored the winner so you can imagine what the stadium was like it was absolute bedlam and I I ended up clinging on to my seat out of fear I don't know why because no, no one was caused any trouble mm. so I, I probably would have liked the choice to have had a, a rail in front of me and you know jumped up and down that way. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> well to pick up on what Steve said then and, and Jay's mentioned as, as well. It's something that we already know. People do stand at football matches in numbers <coughs> often for the whole game and have done for years. And, and that and aside from whatever safety considerations there may be, like what Steve's mentioned there, I think there have been a couple of relatively high profile incidents as well. People have actually falling from. Upper tiers. I think there was one at Millwood a few years ago. Well, I think there was one at a Celtic game. Some time ago as well. But the other aspect of that that's interesting to me, it, it that comes back to choice. I've been standing on the cop on a derby on a European game, and next to me or nearby, there's been a kid or an el or an older person who who can't and doesn't want to be able to to, to stand for a long period of time, but basically has to in those circumstances because everybody else is. So again, it, it comes back to this important aspect of having the freedom of choice to sit and watch the football or stand and watch the football. And bearing in mind you know, this, the size of the stadiums, there should really be enough scope, potentially, if, if, the, if the safety aspect of it is absolutely watertight, to do that. The other aspect, the other thing I wanted to pick up on was, um, I think, Jay, you mentioned just before about um, Lord Justice Taylor's recommendation. No, actually, it was Damien, wasn't it? about how when he when he made his recommendation for Caesar Stadium 
stadiums in 90, late 1990 when the full report came out. There wasn't the option for rail seating then. And then, that's it. And then you made the point, Jay, that he, he also said football fans will get used to it. Now, they haven't got used to it, which is clear. But for me, one of the reasons why they haven't got used to it, and this, is, this comes back to something that Taylor said himself, he did say himself at the time, in 1990, the cost of all-seater stadiums should not be passed on to the supporters. There would be no need for it to be passed on to the supporters. I'm pretty sure he even put like a ballpark figure in there of about six or eight pounds. Yeah, he did, yeah. However, in That's reality... That's another podcast in itself, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't get me started there. Oh, honest to God. As we know, the game of football was in the process of changing and has changed. But that this illustrates the point again. It comes down to... Too many people feel disenfranchised from, from their own game. And this is one aspect of it. Now, safety will, must always be paramount or fundamental to this. But there clearly are reasons and issues here why this, this is a debate that needs, to be hap- that needs to happen on a lot of different levels and has to be of a thoroughness of the likes of which we've not seen before. The, that issue of sort of reclaiming the game, I've seen that mentioned as sort of, um, you know, standing being a part of that, Jay, but we're, we're not likely to see a scenario, are we? And I, I, perhaps you know what Celtic do, without wishing to put you on the spot, but in terms of, we're not likely to see a situation where any gr- club introduces real seating and then produces fantastic reduction in price for any any supporters because they've been paying extra for a seat for all these years they are expensive real seats in fact they are they are a little bit more expensive than a normal seat as far as i understand the the model for making them is is more expensive as i understand i think celtic reduced the price in that area but that was a decision as opposed to a you're getting a bit less for your money so you you pay a bit less kind of thing i think you know we want to be I can see why people make that thing of saying, you know, it should be cheaper in those areas if, because I think well, ra- rail seating and those areas can provide are a possible, you know, the arguments before, they're a possible aid towards getting back some of those things we've lost. Atmosphere, an area where people like-minded can gather, it might be able to be cheaper. So I think when people look at it, they sort of see several reasons why they want to do it. And that they're the vehicle by which you can maybe get some of them. I think what's really important in our debate is that, on our discussions at Liverpool, that they should be secondary. Uh, but I do think people, you know, it, it's entirely, you're entirely right, people do talk about them um, as something that could happen and, or something that could assist. I don't think, you know, we should pin any hopes on it being namely because we've seen our football could behave about pricing um, but I think you know we'd certainly say well okay you know there's a there's an opportunity here if you were to have an area such as this to say well, okay let's do something different with it in regards to price in regards to access in regards to how you get people where you put it and, you know because it's it's for the first time you know in since the, the built we've had the new main stand but for the first time since you say built a cop or in lots of stadiums across the country be the first time many of them have had sort of a new area by which they could do something and that's what Celtic done they put fans in there they were like-minded and I've got a waiting list for it with it that section has a particular purpose that people can buy into and choose again to go into or not <coughs> um so I don't, I don't think we we should focus on the price I think the 
I think anyone who's expecting that to automatically happen might be uh, somewhat disappointed. Well, it depends on the model, doesn't it? I mean, the pricing aspect is important, but that's a discussion for another day. This is a different yeah. thing because safety is first, and the, and the, the number of people coming in isn't. Yeah. Now, it depends on the model. Celtic's one for one. Dortmund's one point eight or something. Yeah. It means they can get yeah. one and more than one and three quarters people in the same area, yeah. so yeah. they can get more people in. And the way they, they do that, just so people know, the way they do that is, and this is why. Celtic, it, there's a video actually we've got, I'm going to try and put it on our site, but Celtic <coughs> have essentially just removed the seats from a section and bolted on the, the rail seating sections and it's it fits accordingly the depth of the row and stuff like that. Um, in Germany, they obviously purpose-built stands to fit to this. So I suppose if you'd imagine old terraces, which was just sort of steps... For us, sort of probably every two steps, there's a row where the seat is. Yeah. But when those seats are up, there's then obviously two steps, and that's why you fit. It's almost like little triangles yeah, that yeah. you know yeah. where your seat is, and then the seat next to you. If you remove the if you remove the current seats and put rail seating in, and they have a kind of step so that these people have a view, there's a person just between you two behind you. So, you know, it's almost like a little triangle of people. There's essentially another row, in, <coughs> almost another row inserted so that you still have the view. I think the problem at Celtic yeah. was that the idea of introducing any more people would yeah. have meant building additional steps in, which is a big cost, and then whether it affects the viewing capacity and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, one of that purpose-built <coughs> model, Jay, has been discussed. I mean, we obviously could see development of the Anfield Road uh, in the next couple of years, <coughs> Damien, and... Mm. And it's been suggested by some people that that um, potentially having a real seating section in the Anfield Road, given that we're, you know, hopefully, I think most fans expect to see Anfield yeah. redeveloped at that end, that that might be an opportunity to... It might be, yeah. To, uh, <clears throat> if, if we get answers to all yeah. the questions you've been outlining, really. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm, I, the club, in my opinion, the owners, in my opinion, have an absolute duty to make sure that they extend the end. You know, the demand is there from the supporters. It might take them 15 years to pay for itself or whatever. Well, I guarantee you we'll have supporters for at least that much. We'd all have a 15-year mortgage. Do you know what I mean? mean? You know, it's exactly, yeah. 20 so, years since it was read about. It wasn't yeah, nice, happening. Yeah, so there is an opportunity there, and I can, I can see the hook in there. You know, what better time to do it? We can make it purpose-built. So we need to get on with the questions, you know what I mean? If, they, if people are going to be left in any doubt, and in particular, they're going to be left in any doubt at Anfield or Goodison, because it's, you know, we're all the same community. It's, you know, it's not just a LFC, you know, and it never has been as far as I'm concerned, Hills, but it's our community, and our community happens to have two clubs, and it happens to happen to one of them, and it could have happened to the other. Yeah. That is exactly how we feel. And Liverpool, you know, obviously, key to the debate because of the history and all that capable, you know, Everton, absolutely along, you know, equal measure alongside us because you, you know I'd hate Everton as a club or Evertonians as a, as a group of supporters um, to feel like you know they're compromised in any way you know in one way or the other with the, with the whole thing because it's all together so yeah the upper annie's got to be done and the upper annie's got to be done soon as now if we can get this you know safety issue sorted out and someone can prove you know that it's absolutely the model to go along with the rail seats and get them in and get the youngsters and I would you know just say basically get the young fans in you know and the atmosphere is obviously another another day but equally and, and this is the danger for us and this is why there's a worry is the fact that you know if we agree to something without 
So we just go along with the perfectly acceptable and perfectly uh, legitimate and trustworthy safety uh, obligations that Celtic have met. And the same for Dortmund and the same that Shrewsbury and Intendants do. And something unforeseen happens in 40, 50 years' time, whatever it is, and we've signed up to it. That's a hell of a weight for us to have mm. as a community. A hell of an inheritance for our supporters coming after us to say, well, look, hang on, you agree to this. Yeah. You know, we would have all said no if you said no, and that's all hindsight and, you know, yeah. changing their minds. And so this is why it's such a crucially unique position that we're in. But I would be prepared to them, for them to wait about, about the Annie and say, well, we'll wait for the outcome of this first. You know, or you can, you can say, no, we're getting on with it, we need to get on with it, and that, that's not in place at the moment, so we're going to go on with the seat and then we'll worry about it down the line because you could wait for something that wasn't happening. No, just on that point of redeveloping the grounds, I mean, obviously Everton are going to build the new stadium. Yeah, great point. And, uh, you know, if you look at all the fans' forums on the Everton websites, which I'm sure you never have, um, you'll see... Got on my list of things to do, Steve, (laughs) funnily enough. Get one for Christmas. The the, the fans are going to be, hopefully, part of the the scenario of designing a stadium. So they should be at least this week saying that, actually. Absolutely agree with that. I just said something there a little bit earlier, is that, you know, if we develop safe standing areas, we're developing again the old culture of football where you, you went to match first, you know, up until you were like 25, you stood and then you progressed to your season tickets in the stands. So that, that, as that culture changes, you know, um, younger people are going to be standing and wanting to stand home and away. Now, when we had the, the, the discussion at the liner, I meant to ask the question, I never did, was do you think all grounds should be prepared or made to have like a home and away end? Because just say like Liverpool play Everton or Manchester United or Arsenal or whatever, you get these big crowds following. Yeah. And so they will have a, a developed series of youth who want to stand, they would don't want to sit down. So there should be safe standing at each end, if you know what I mean. I think Celtic are looking at that. One yeah. of the things they yeah. said. Yeah. I think Celtic are considering the idea that they're well, you, you think the Rangers, you know, there's no way the Rangers fans are going to sit down at an old firm game. And, you know, young Evertonians or young Liverpool fans at yeah. a derby game. Yeah. It's going to happen. So I think that needs to be. I, think, I do that's think. That's historical, think, that though, isn't it? The real bad situation about football supporting is, well, OK, we've got one roof, we'll stick it on the own fans. We don't mind if the away fans get rains on. Yeah. We don't mind if the away fans get this, and we don't mind it. Well, someone who's. Who, you know, no longer do it, but certainly when I was young enough and I was able enough to do it, you know, without me family commitments and, and quite frankly, it's something I wanted to do much more than I would ever want to do now, given the age of me going home and away. You know, it was it was nice to have nice facilities one week yeah. mm. and then being in Stalag 13 the next week. Yeah. You know, that, that's just out of order. So, you know, if it's going to be included, it should be looked at as a logistics, you know, yeah. and going back to the, whether the Annie should have it. Well, at the, this point in time, that's a very narrow street to be going along. And so, um, you know, the safety questions I've got, it's not just about what's inside, you know, it's the demographics outside, and is it more likely to, to build into bottlenecks? And so it could be that rail seating is applicable and suitable in some grounds, and some other grounds don't meet the criteria. And so we're going to stand on it in. And the finish using yeah. bottlenecks on the Anfield Road ends. Exactly, yeah, no, every ground, you know, yeah. Yeah. and every, every ground, if, if the supporters are honest and open, you know, instead of being, you know, classic party politics, if we're, we're all closer to each other. We all support the teams yeah. we were born to. You know, and we're you know, if, if we were born in another city, we'd be talking, you know, from a, from another club's perspective. Just, just, it was the same issues. Just on Steve's point about stadiums, though, I do know 
other clubs who are building new stadiums at the minute are future proofing theirs for the I'll idea. Tottenham actually um had a practice of such and installed some uh, models of rail seats to sort of mm. get a sense of okay, would this fit here? What would it replace in terms of seats just so that they could get a sense of what it would look like? And to show that and going back to the you know, the first point that you asked us. This is why we need to be sensible because this debate is going on around us and going on around us, and it could be a question of it doesn't cut because it politically it doesn't fit right now. Mm. But in ten years and twenty years time, as our generation passes, it might become something that people f- feel freer to talk about. Yeah. And so, you know, let's get involved now and let's not just leave. You know, let's not be casual about the legacy that we leave and what we, you know, at this pivotal time, right now with the people that we've got available to talk about it and the, you know the, the young enthusiastic people we've got involved and the, the older people you know who have been affected in you know in their way and the people you know were, you know involved in you know in, in all aspects of football we've got to let's we've got really got to embrace this opportunity now and, you know and, and, and go forward from here Dan do you think with with all the caveats that that, that, that we've all mentioned around the table do you think that we're in a situation now where it's it's more likely than not that we will see an English Premier League ground um, with real, real seating, it, with a real seating section within the next couple of years. <clears throat> Very hard to put a timescale on it because obviously you know the legend, you know the law of the land at the minute precludes it, and and until there is some kind of significant change at government level, this is all theoretical. So okay, Shrewsbury don't fancy the chances of getting in the Premier League quite clearly, do they? Or the Championship. Indeed, the Championship. Yeah. Okay. Have either. Some club can install it there and get themselves promoted. Well, this is one of the, this. Well, this is one of the things that's come up with. So the, the facility will be there well, because Bert, the clubs jumped in. They said we can't use them. So Bert, what now? Burton have this problem, don't they? Because Burton have yeah. terrace. And that's right. Yeah. This is this is a thing that people say, and it, it's been said to us. And I don't know what the answer is because I'm, I'm not sure why it is the way it is. Obviously, there's deeper legislation behind the recommendations Lord Taylor made. But why, and people have said this to me, and I've stood on a, a smallish one at Exeter when we played them away, why is it that you can stand on a terrace or stand up at Burton? Liverpool have played there, we've played at Exeter, yeah, but I can't yeah. stand at Anfield and the point in a safe I'll, area. And, and to back your point up, the Lippens Lane terrace was much more relatable in size terraces that are currently being used than the cop yeah you know yeah. It's because of, but it's because of the confined space and that's what i'm talking about the built-up outside go to anfield it stands up when paul mccartney's playing and this, yeah. these are all people yeah. saying and i think this is one of the debates that this is one of the difficult problems we had in our debate and to say this we had people who couldn't come and answer that question there was nobody who opposes the instruction of rail seating at football stadiums who was able to come and answer these questions and I'm actually slightly concerned they might not exist, which leads us into a very deep conversation then about why are we being told this but no one can demonstrate it to us. Mm. I think Damien's point around the safety stuff and you know around access and egress and stewarding and management are all very pertinent points, but the idea that how it's deemed that one model is safe but not others never mm. been properly explained and I that's, think that's what we need to do and i think and i think well that's what i think where this boat's got onto us now as liverpool supporters and for, for want of a better description but i think it's the best thing one that comes to mind we've we've got skin in this game anyway because of the experience in the 1989 but what we've done in this debate now as we've said we want it we want into this discussion we're not saying we're going to campaign for it we're not saying we're going to ask for it 
saying that people are in favour of it being introduced, but there's a caveat on our involvement. We want into this discussion, and you know, we said in last thing, we're not going to be ignored. No one's just going to say, well, Liverpool fans have said it's okay, so let's just plod on. We've got questions we're going to want to answer. We've got things we're going to want to talk about on it because I think there's important voices like Damien's and, and Margaret's and you know Sue's and, and Steve's and Wrighties, you know, people who are forward in the game who need to be allowed to ask some questions just so that we can say, oh yeah, I didn't realise that. That now makes sense. Or they might say, well, it's safe at Burton because only two thousand people come. Well. Would it not be safe then if only 2,000 people are using a rail seat in area? What's the difference? We need to ask all yeah. of these very detailed I'm questions. I'm all ears, like, you know. I, I, you know as, just on, yeah. you know, Damien's a classic example of this. We entered into the discussion, originally the question was going to have three choices. Are you for, are you in favour of rail seating? Are you against rail seating or are you undecided? Damien spoke to us and, and spoke at two meetings where he said about, you know, maybe can we have a detailed study? Can we pioneer this and lead the conversation on this? And he said, you know, because he, he was almost, he said he was in this category of, I want to know more. And we added that in. And I'm, I'm quite pleased that so many people voted for it because it shows that it is a view amongst people that is important, that even if the overall majority are in favour, you don't then get to say, well, 88% of, of supporters want it, so sod you. Because within those people, there are very important voices that we should be sensitive of. But also, as, as Damien's right, says, we should, they should be the Dalton Thompsons. We should be, they're almost like a conscience to this wider debate and yeah. discussion. They should be heard. I'm Everyone all ears, should. like, I'm all ears, you know. I'm not, I'm, you know, in the immediate aftermath of Hills, where I kept going, you know, um, I think the removal of the fences encouraged me. Um, I don't think if the fences hadn't come down, I don't think my man would have let me leave the house at the time. You know, you, you know that's the situation yeah. we were in. I was singing, shouting quite clearly, no seats. No seats, didn't want to sit down. I didn't see it as just inherently that standing is unsafe. So, I that's, felt, so that's going yeah, a few years after that, that's from, from when the cop come down. Yeah, and, and if standing was inherently unsafe, what would the authorities do in playing Russian roulette with us for five years, given the backstop of what had just happened? Mm. So there's no exact science to this, you know. There, there are, you know, there's, there's loads of concerns that people will make. For example, in particular, more to the aways, really, or can be comparable to the, the great big European nights or the big derby game or whatever it is, you know. All the away ends, all the away ends stand up. And all the away, Every you know, week. Yeah, Every and all the away ends stand up and they stand where they like. Not at most, but, you know, there's, so you go away with a few lads and it's like, well, yeah, just, get, just stand with us, everyone stands up, you're all right. So there's a couple more people in that row than there are seats. So does the um, the opportunity in the rail seating allow for a more dangerous build-up? That's a very pertinent question. It's a great question. Let's have it answered. Yeah. And let's have, you know, licences only given to people who've got, like, I don't know, I don't, do you need twice as many more stewards? Well, if you haven't got twice as many more stewards or you've got a steward who's off sick and you want short, game's off. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be, really, it's got to be, you know, like that. Yeah. That's how I think. I think you've got to look at it as well. You know, you've got safe standing, but you've also got unsafe seating. Yeah. Because it is, yeah. it, 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 as I say, it's put me off many a game and, you know, going a game on a regular basis. I mean, because uh, I, I do, I get more of a bit of a fear sometimes when I'm sitting down now. Uh, I remember when um, old Caesars came in, and I was pleased after, for, for that at the time because of what had happened at Hillsborough. Um, but I, I, again, and I say this personally, 
um, as it's gone on, I, I became more and more wary of it. Um, and uh, well, that's changed your mind, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. But but I, well, yeah, because I think if anything's come from Hills, the stadiums are safer. There's there's better steward and there's better police and there's better, you know, as you say, the, the demographics around the ground. Uh, uh, you know, reduce the possibility of any um, incidents, and so we've got to look at, at, at everything. I think, and uh, you know, it, it's it, it's it's sadly in one way a culture that's in at the moment because you, you know, as, as the lads have said, even when you've gone to away games, all the lads are standing. You're standing at the top of the back of the cop. I see it in you know Gladys Street. Uh, as I said before, see it at Manchester City, and I, I get terrified and look at that with that. that and um, providing all the um, possibilities of uh, investigation are done, and the you know the uh, safety certificates are, are concrete, solid. Well, then you know I think we we've, we've got to look at it. Okay, we, that, that's the big question. We've outlined what what the concerns that, that people will still have and everything else. Um, we know sort of where we want to get to. How do we make it happen in practical terms? What what happens now is a big question, which I noticed in your statement yesterday, you weren't quite sure, uh, and were sort of keen to not be quite sure, yeah. sure because you felt there was we needed time to reflect yeah. on the vote and see where we are. But have you got a sort of somewhere in the in the back of your mind as a oh, as a supporters if. union? Do you know where how you feel it may need to progress? Yeah. Um, just in my mind, so it's not everyone else's, so this might change, but given the size of the vote, both in terms of turnout and majority, it's inevitable somebody and supporters are going to say to us at some point, well, lots of supporters have voted for this, why wouldn't we ask for it at Anfield? That I, that I suspect is going to come. We're going to be asked, will we campaign for it nationally? What's our view on campaigning for it nationally? And we'll have to go and ask people that. I, I think what happens next... We're going to give this a bit of space. One, so we can reflect on it. Two, so that everyone else can reflect on it. People will go back to match. They'll be talking to the mates at the game. Damien yeah. will be talking to people and you know, listen to his lad who goes, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had Rail seating? And you might think, oh, you know what? Well, ironically, to be honest, great point that you're making there. I, I spoke, obviously, I go with a great group of lads and all experienced old school Liverpool fans. And I was asking their opinions and they're asking mine and we're all talking yeah. about it. And I would say, and that's why the result didn't surprise me at all. The, 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 the size of the vote was, was the size in favour. And ironically, talking about my lad, who's never officially stood up at the game, he's like, he hasn't missed it because he hasn't known it. Mm. But maybe he is missing out. But, you know, again, going back to safety, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll tell you something, yeah, I'll tell you something. And this is where it is complex for us, isn't it? My lad went to it. I don't, don't even call them concerts now. You don't see DJs, don't you? I, you know, you know. <laughs> my, my lad had to tell me. Show your age, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I did it, the first podcast I did was with the Anfield Rap and asked me lads, asked, asked me lads what a podcast was. I didn't know I'd agreed to go in it. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? You know, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Someone has made me send us it. But, you know, me lads said, hey, yeah, I've got me tickets for this thing in Manchester. And I went, sound, yeah, so I'm going to get me mates to ticket tomorrow. And I said, well, it's a shame you're not sitting a cigarette. And he said, no, I'm not standing up. So poker face, I didn't drop my face, but in my heart, I just felt a little, ow, hang on going to a foreign city, going to Manchester. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, he's not in a seat. He's got to be, you know, to trust the safety regulations, whatever, kind of, it's got to keep him back, you know. And that, 
um, heart-stirring moment that I experienced has made me feel the way I feel about it right now, you know. And so, and so but again, going back to, sorry, to, talking before about the, the size, I was not surprised at all the vote because the, the old boys want it. And I'm, I'm talking about, um, you know, because they see it as an opportunity to get the atmosphere going. And again, that's a secondary issue, but again, the choice thing and whatever. And equally, you know, all these, the lads I go to match with, uh, I don't know how many of us would actually use the facility, you know, um, I'm 49 at the end of this year. You know, nostalgia ain't what it used to be. You know, I'll be standing there. I might think it's great standing here. 20 minutes in, it will be like, well, where's my Caesar? Couldn't, you know, couldn't I have to do with the ball being down the other end so I can have a bit of a blow here, you know what I mean? Well, well I think that's what needs to happen. So I think people will will sit and say, well, I'm, I'm for it, but I wouldn't use it. Let them accept it. I think one of the very pertinent things is, in a week or so's time, we're going to see the start of criminal trials. We want to see where that goes, give you know, families and survivors space to, to, to deal with you know, some very significant steps there. Great timing, actually. I, I must uh, say, that's the way to do it. I, 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 and I think yeah. you, you give people that natural space, and then I think, people you know, are enough on the no doubt there will be a point, you know, you know, in maybe a few months' time, where we might just, you know, a few people around the table, a, 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 an SOS meeting, we might say to people, you know, what do you think about this? We might do a little survey. I think we'll probably have a conversation with the club. You know, we'll be as inclusive as possible. I, th I think what we have said is, Everybody will get a chance to have a say on this. I've had some emails, people thanking us for the, you know, for, for letting them have a say and stuff like that in, in, in recent days. And we've said, you know, we, we'll open the same invitation should we talk ever talk about what's next. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's inevitable someone will come to us and say what next. We just need to probably just give a bit of time. And also for some people to have those conversations so that they can at least understand why people maybe have voted the way they have and just let it sit so that they maybe can accept and understand the result before we then say, well, okay, this is what it means and what we're going to... I'd like to see... Um, I'd like to see us include the Evertonians as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're moving it forward as a community well, together... I think, well, I think outside, like to outside of the stuff we'll do, I think there's, you know, there's a national conversation that will yeah. take place now yeah. where no doubt they will come and ask us our views yeah. and thoughts. And, you know, we'll... And, we'll and of course, we should be included in a national debate, but I'd like to think that we could yeah. be very... Aligned very, you know, well, I'd outside the blues. I'd like, imagine given the stuff going on with the stadium, that you yeah. know, it may well be. It's a good time for us to time talk, to you know, we should be together on this. Yeah. Yeah, mm. well, I just meant to say to, is it, was it John, the Celtic lad? John, John, John Paul, Paul, yeah. Um, I meant to, again, I meant to ask him on the day and never. Um, what was, if any, was the fans involved in this, you know, in, in the preparing it? Because at the end it's of the day, Celtic. yeah, at Celtic, sorry, yeah, because they're the lads who, who, who go in and pay the money every week and expect so much for your pounds and your safety to be made paramount so what, what I'm saying is you know what you don't need either is like the FA coming in and all the suits saying well this is how we're going to do it that's the way we're yeah. going to do it you need the, the regular fans yeah, the who's the expert who's, who's the expert to go in a match those who go to match, exactly. and, and they, you they know, should be used. That's it, yeah, exactly and that's the point yeah, exactly, yeah. well I will do yeah. to John, John Paul Taylor said this the they, they obviously spoke with the fans themselves, but then they had some safety experts that got involved, mm. and the fans had their own meetings with them nice. without, the support, without the football club presence so that they could talk about questions and the way people may or may not do things and that. Not cutting corners, but we know fans do it. You know, we get, we'll get angsty if the turnstiles are taking a bit too long. Yeah. We'll get thingy. So let them raise them points and they come back and say, well, okay, but this is what it's going to mean. There might be more checks, so you're going to have to be patient and stuff like that. And people yeah. like, you know, they, they had a real good conversation by themselves. <coughs> what we are also going to do, and this probably fits with the next step as well, Celtic did extend the invitation 
that we can possibly go up and visit it. Yeah. I fully expect we will take them up on that. Um, certainly once, if not maybe a couple of times. I think probably an advance party go up and you know sort of spend a bit of time with some detailed questions of stewards and supporters and seeing the whole thing from start to finish. Um, and then I think I, suspe- I fully suspect probably trying to arrange you know a couple of coach loads and families and survivors to go up and if they wish to do so to witness an experience and and ask their own questions and, and get their own uh, thoughts on it. Brilliant. We we will we'll draw things to a close. Just uh, Dan put out a, a mention on social media that we're doing this podcast early, and a few questions came in from people, which I think some of which we've already answered as we've been going. But I'll just run through a couple of them. Um, uh, somebody asked if real seating came to the COP, would it increase capacity? Um, how would they manage the seating allocation if people want it indoor to be excluded? I think it, it, what we're saying there, Jay, is it depends what type of, of real seating would yeah. be brought in. Depends on the model. The Sports Ground Safety Authority are currently looking at the rules for what should or shouldn't govern it. Um, at Celtic, it's slightly reduced their capacity. I think they lost some seats because of some stuff they had to introduce, but there's no guarantee. I'd probably expect it to stay broadly the same unless there was any kind of thing, as Damien's mentioned, but if we had a ratio um, for it. Yeah. Um, also a question, will it be suitable for children minors, assuming they're standing behind a lot of adults, they won't see anything? Um, I'm not sure what happens at Celtic in terms of, of, of kids. I suppose you have situations at concerts where you get they stuck behind kids, people like me. Kid, kids, in, kids are allowed in the Celtic section. Anyone under 16 is allowed in the Celtic section as long as they're accompanied by an adult, so it's a choice thing. I think there is an issue about... Well, if you're unlucky and you get stuck behind a six-foot-four bloke, I think that's where football clubs and stewards probably need to be a bit dynamic and say, well, you know, you're row 20. I know if Dan was in row 20 and I was in row 19. Me and Dan in row one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to say, you might be, saying to, you, you might be tapping sure, me on the shoulder together, saying, any yeah. chance we can change yeah. our season tickets, mate? Yeah, common sense. Yeah, common sense to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then someone questioning the, the, the vote, uh, Jay, in terms of the fact that it's it's... Why is it taking a poll of 18,000 votes with no controls behind it, seriously? Um, people will say, to play devil's advocate, yep. 18,000 is a big number, but we know there's obviously tens of millions of Liverpool fans throughout the world. Is, is 18,000 uh, a representative study? Um, and what did you do to make it as representative possible in terms of, you know, can someone log in and vote two or three times and, and these sorts of things? It's it's a difficult situation in terms of trying to get as accurate a vote as possible. Yeah. And can you sort of tell people how you made sure it was as accurate can as I possible? I just say, Dave, to, to pay uh, specifically um, the respect here. And I know Jay was very nervous before, but we can understand it myself. So that's on the back. Literally. Um, he had to start somewhere. It's not everyone. There's 50 odd thousand every week. There's hundreds and thousands, millions of people who consider themselves fans of the club. They've had to start somewhere. So I'd like yeah. to put that in yeah. before the answer. So. Um, regarding the 18,000, uh, I think it is representative. Um, no other survey of this kind, um, certainly even on other footballer matters, gets such a response. By way, maybe of comparison, populace, when Liverpool were doing their support and engagement stuff, which obviously Tony Barrett now heads up. Liverpool and both Liverpool and Populous, who are the who are a leading company in this field, uh, were incredibly pleased that they got ten thousand responses to a survey. So, um, one up on them there. Um, you know, people who do market research, you know, would say that a couple of thousand people's seen as representative. So, you know, I think it's the best you can get. We're more than happy 
if Liverpool or someone else wants to go and pull 50,000 people for that to happen, you know, we've got nothing to hide. This was literally about getting supportive views. Um, in, in terms of making it as representative as possible, we encourage everybody to share it with friends and family, um, you know, across a range, you know, predominantly online, but, you know, extensive coverage in local media, yourselves, The Echo, you know, on supportive podcasts, supportive fan sites, you know, national media covering the fact that this was happening, you know, the meeting was broadcast live, we'd done as much as we could to make sure people knew it was going on. Um, you know, Jamie Callaghan that was retweeting the link, the H- HFSG, the HJCs shared the link to the poll. Um, we did, you know, heavily branded as Liverpool, all the encouragements. I, I regularly check social media, I was joking about it before, but I regularly check social media each day to make sure, you know, nobody was sharing the link with the mates saying, you know, we were United fans or were Everton fans or were Shrewsbury fans saying, I'll fill this in, get them to do it. We, we, we checked that. Uh, what I can say in terms of the data is we logged everybody's IP address and we spent, well, I say we, I spent an awful lot of time on Sunday night um, finishing the checks on that. We double checked every single vote of where the IP address was used more than once. So people who maybe live at home, you know, dad and a lad, we checked them. We checked where they might have been, and there were, there were around 40 votes that were discounted. Not because there was any indication they tried to skew the poll, but where people had, I think, but looks like they've just voted and not sure it's gone through and voted again. You know, they included their email address. I don't think they were trying to cheat the system. Any that looked in some way like it just looked like it could have been someone trying to vote more than once, we just discounted there were around 40 of them in total wouldn't have affected anywhere near the outcome, you know, it wasn't close. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of, of just being sure of the data, 88% of Spirit of Shanty members voted the same way. They had to log into our site, be a paid-up member to get that say. So, you know, it shows that, that where the debate was going, both the closed meeting and the private and the public meeting, it fair to say, was, a, you know, certainly leaning towards being in favour of this from, from the contributions made from people. Similarly, by whichever way you break down the data, people who voted, if you look at each day's votes coming in, they were broadly in line with the outcome you know, of where people voted. If you count people who regularly go to the match 11 or more games, they voted 88% in favour. There was, by any measure we've checked, you know, we are as confident as anyone can be on the data that this is a true representation and reflection of Liverpool supporters. I, think, I, I just think Damon's point was right as well. There's got to be a starting point. Um, I think in anything like this, there's, there's going to be a bit of a natural lethargy, and in something like Hillsborough, so, being so emotive, people are possibly not going to want to get involved. But now it's just out there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we are, you know, the girl going, actually, on my way down here today, I, I, I bumped into the postman, and he said, All right, Steve, there's a letter. He said, You're off to town. I said, I'm, I'm actually going to a meeting about the safe standard. And he said, oh, I've seen all this stuff going on the other week, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, as I say, he, he was naturally lethargic about should I get involved, should I not go, considering the circumstances of Hillsborough. But I think now, now as it is out there, people will say, well, okay, we'll, we'll get on board, we'll keep an eye on it. And it, 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 I'm sure there's going to be many, many more polls. We'll be fed up with them soon, no doubt. Like the elections. <laughs> but, but it will happen, and yeah. people people will jump on board. And I before so. 13,000 will be no, 18 million soon. I can definitely tie in with that because all I can say is, you know, getting involved in something like this. And I've done a series of different things in regards to the campaign for justice, a very small part in a, in a very large campaign, very small. But I found it very easy 
sort of another side of the, the campaign is justice. I found this more difficult to think about talking because we're talking amongst ourselves and we're going to upset our friends and a lot more grey oh, areas. Yeah, 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 very much. Yeah, and I'm, you know, again, head and heart and all that kind of. So I'm just, you know, I, I, I think, you know, like the postman will. Should I say something yeah, here? Am I being so insensitive? You know, yeah. but equally, you know, why should you hold back? It's, it's, it, yeah. there's, so, there's so much in there that um, again, you know, it's, it's still, it's not settled for me yet, and that's why we need to go forward and check it out. Well, listen, we'll, we'll leave things there. We've covered an awful lot of uh, the ground uh, in terms of of real seating and and the, in particular, I think highlighting the questions that were, that that will still need to be answered before we move any further forward in terms of a situation of ever seeing real seating come back or well come into Anfield for the first time and uh, but it is a debate that has uh, as Steve said you know there had to be a starting point and it, and it started uh, and we've had a you know a strong vote from uh, from a very large number of, of Liverpool supporters which uh, Spirit Shankly have announced this week uh, I'd like to thank, uh, thank Jay for coming in to Damien to Steve thank you very much for all your contributions uh, I know it's a uh, 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 particularly uh, for Steve and Damien. It's not always easy to talk about uh, this stuff. To Dan, thank you very much uh, as well. And everybody, we'll keep you informed as best as we can as the real seating debate moves forward and, and how, in particular, it will affect uh, Liverpool and Anfield. But uh, thanks for listening and uh, speak to you soon. Cheers. <laughs>